0: Hey beautiful people, welcome to this week's podcast episode. It's beautiful to have your energy here today. So I'm back from a week off of the podcast. I went away on a little trip with my husband for our anniversary and it was bliss. You know, we spend quite a lot of time together um, anyway, but it isn't the same as getting away. And, you know, having no other um, agenda distractions and just taking pure, you know, lots and lots of pure loving time together. So I'm very, very grateful that we got to do that. But anyway, this week's podcast episode, I have a very special guest with me. She is a special soulful being. We met through the spiritual community online. She's a very dear client and I'm happy to say friend. Her knowledge of astrology is just one of her many gifts and talents. And so this week she's giving us the heads up on the planetary themes for October, November and December. So the rest of this year. She's going to cover the transits of the major planets, and there's a lot going on at the moment in the the skies. She'll be also channeling guidance with her tarot decks as well. The objective is to offer you guidance and love and inviting you to listen to your own guidance and intuition too, as I'm certain that you'll be feeling all the synchronicities as these energies in the coming three months show up in your world. And I have another treat for you. So listen on to the end of the show because you're going to receive a lot of information today and we'll try and prepare for what the universe is about to share with us in the coming months. Remember that what you really do have and only have is the present moment, and in that present moment, a choice as to how you show up in that moment. So, I've channeled light language, and I invite you to take five minutes right at the end to be still and to listen to the transmission. It is a gift of love from the universe delivered into the portal of your heart for peace, upliftment and to remind you that you are love manifest. Now be gentle with me because it's the first time that I've publicly spoken light language and it's about honouring the call to unbind from the limitations of the 3D voice and expand into other ways of transmitting love light. I hope you enjoy how it feels as you receive it into you today. Welcome, dear ones. I'm Sam Lenny, healer, channel, mentor, and conduit for Cosmic Light. I'm the host of the Lessons from the Records podcast with The Dominion, the light beings I channel in my healings and readings. I'm on a mission to teach you how to know and interpret your energy. Cherish yourself, raise your vibration, shine your light and align with your highest truth and potential in life and in your relationships you'll learn your energetic cords carry through scores of lifetimes and with many people thousands millions of experiences and connections picked up along the way and all stored in your metaphysical library your akashic record in the higher dimensions The truth is, you are here on earth to experience it all and to grow, to feel, reveal and heal and to move from fear to love. Welcome to this episode. If you are inspired by what you hear and are inspired by the energy that you receive today through this transmission, please like and comment on this episode and please share it on social media. Thank you so much for being here today. It is an absolute joy and I'm very excited to have a session here, a little chat here with a good friend of mine. And I'm just noticing actually that we're recording this on a Sunday and the topic of this episode is going to be around astrology. And I've just realized that we are entering Mercury retrograde. But anyway, Kirsty is a beautiful friend and client of mine. And we are going to talk all things astrology and probably other things as well. So, first of all, welcome, Kirsty. I would love to invite you to say hi. Where are
1: you? What do you do in this world? What is your passion? What is your mission? Hi, Sam. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. Um, So I'm Kirsty and I live down here in Melbourne. And as we're recording this, Sam has a lovely dress on. She's floating around in her Queensland sunshine. And although Melbourne has sunshine, it's pretty chilly down here and I'm in a jumper. Um, I am a lifelong learner. I love studying anything and everything esoteric. Um, My passion is astrology and tarot and oracle cards, Um, and I also like to do a little bit of artwork as well, which I'm sure we'll talk about later.
2: Mm.
1: I'm a mum, so I've got two kids under 10. Um, So that's keeping me busy Mm -hmm. as well. (laughs) So thanks, Sam, for having me. I look forward to our little chat today. You're welcome.
0: And, you know, I guess just sharing exactly where you are and what you're doing It kind of like there's a lot of us here as a community who are mothers, who have children, young children, older children, et cetera, that have navigated their ascension, spiritual pathway, dabbling, if you like, in tarot, in esoteric um, stuff. And it's become more and more of our life. I mean, certainly for me as a healer and as a channel and a Akashic Records reader, it's that whole process of how do I integrate this into my life and it to become something that is accepted, accepted by self, accepted by the people around us. And, of course, when we know, we know that when we start this journey, spirit comes along and gives us more and more tests just to make sure that we are you know still agreeing to ourselves to go on to this spiritual journey and continue. So I know that whatever we share whatever you specifically share today is going to resonate big time. So yeah,
1: I'm looking forward Thank to you. it. Anyway, that's why we're here on a Sunday. It's <laughs> not know. a 9 to 5 job. It's <laughs> not a 9 to 5 practice. Um you can you take it where it can come in and so another reason we chose to do it on the weekend is that my husband who does work a typical what you would say 9 to 5 job can take the kids out and you know keep an eye on them while I'm in here doing my thing so
2: yeah
0: absolutely and as you say you're in melbourne i'm up here in queensland and you- we're recording this and there's a lot going on outside on the external world that we're we're having to, um, you know, just be aware of to manage energetically. And although we're not going to talk about that specific topic <laughs> that's going on in the world at the moment. One of the objective or the main objective for this um, chat today was to really have a look at astrology because I know astrology is your thing and I know that you weave astrology through your artwork and tarot, etc. So we're living in a time that we've not experienced before. So we're coming, well, not coming, we've been in this sort of higher dimensional, higher frequency experience. and. We know that whatever's going on with ourselves energetically, it is mirrored in the planets, in the stars. And what you share with us today, as far as what we can expect between now and the end of the year, whatever's going on in alignments, in transits, planetary-wise, we know we're going to be feeling it in our bodies. So your expertise is going to give us some, you know, a little bit of theme, a little bit of taster, maybe some guidance as to what to expect. We are now, where are we, September? So let's have a look at October yep. and As I say, I've just mentioned Mercury Retrograde, which is the one that that everyone seems to want to talk about. (laughs) And for me, actually, I'm just going to backpedal here. Mercury Retrograde gets a bit of a bad rap. And I know from my perspective, when that season comes around, it always, always, always offers a chance to go deeper within and do the self-reflection. So if that's what we're doing in
1: October, then great. So (laughs) (laughs) So So Kesti, over to you. Thank you. Um, Yes, as Sam said, I thought we'd do a bit of a run home to the end of 2021. Um, So I've kind of broken it up into October, November, December. There are different themes for each month. But overall, in 2021, we have had, you know, a couple of challenging aspects between planets that has been sort of the overarching theme for the whole year. And the planets that are involved are Saturn and Uranus. And Saturn is, you know, one of our bigger planets in the solar system. So it is going to have a bigger force. And it's having a challenging time against Uranus. Uranus is the rule breaker, the breaker of structures. You know, it's breaking down all the institutions and those entrenched systems so that we can build a better world and a better way of doing things. So these two planets have been squaring off against each other um, across 2021 and will have their final sort of battle, if you will, uh, in December. And, you know, it's it's been an interesting time watching that in the sky and how it plays out down here on, on our Earth. The other two planets that have sort of come to the party this year, are Eris and Pluto. Now, poor old Pluto got demoted to dwarf planet status, um, but we still class him as a planet in astrology, and modern astrologers are looking more and more at the asteroids and at the dwarf planets in their interpretations of chart readings. So we have been looking at Eris this year, um, another dwarf planet. And Eris is the sister of Mars. So if you think of Mars as the, you know, god of war, that warrior masculine energy, Eris is sister to that. You know, she's got the passion, the motivation, the um, the energy to cause strife and discord, as her name <laughs> is, is. Um, and she has been having a challenging aspect with Pluto, which is about transformation, right? rebirth. So it's quite interesting how these four planets have been, you know, playing out in the skies over 2021 and all that has eventuated down here on Earth. Mm. The next three months is going to go pretty quickly. Like it feels like time is speeding up, um, you know, the rise-up of the people, which is Eris, you know, that street fighter, everyone has a right to be heard kind of energy, the breaking down of the old institutions. Like these planets are working together even though they're, you know, in a challenging aspect or an angle. Mm. So that's kind of been the theme for 2021. Mm. Um, Luckily it doesn't go too far into 2022. (laughs) Um, But, you know, we may see some fluctuations here and there of the energy but you know things there is light on the horizon you know 2022 2023 and beyond yeah which is exciting so the next three months is taking us from the spring equinox here in the southern hemisphere around to summer solstice Mm. in December so we've got that that nice springtime feeling the days are getting longer the heat is returning, you know, the light is returning. Um, so things feel a bit more positive anyway in the air and we just need to remember to take ourselves out into nature and appreciate that when things are getting a bit hard or the pressure is being applied. It's really important to, yeah, connect with nature as much as you can over the next three months.
0: Yeah, and and that does, that is does that hold the same strength for, for everybody? It applies to everyone and everything?
1: Essentially, yeah, as an overarching theme, obviously everyone has a natal chart or a birth chart, which is their little sort of soul blueprint, if you will, at the time of your birth. So you will have planets in different zodiacs, in different houses um, that's different to the person next to you. So You may be influenced a bit more depending on the moon or these aspects, depending on your individual chart. But as a collective, these are the main themes that were, you know, putting pressure on us this year because they are the challenging angles, the challenging aspects. They weren't the harmonious ones. So for October, which we're about to come into, um, we are in Libra season So when we talk about a season and the zodiac sign, it's pertaining to when the sun moves into that zodiac sign. So the sun will move into Libra on the 22nd of September and it will stay there for approximately a month and then it moves into the next zodiac sign. So Libra is about justice, is about fairness, equality, balancing the scales. You think of the the symbol that's attached to Libra, which is the scales, you know, it is that equality and balancing issue. It's an air sign. So when we're talking about the element of air, it's about mental acuity, ideas, thoughts, anything to do with airwaves, technology, things like that, communication. Mm. So it's going to be a real month of thinking about things going over things that have come from the past because as sam said um we do have that mercury retrograde coming into play um with the mercury retrograde as you also said it does give you a time to revisit all those rewords revisit replan um you know just a chance to go over it again you might have dreams of people from the past coming up have you got unfinished business with these people you know it's a time for tying off loose ends um and just getting a like a redo or a do-over
0: yeah and how how does that relate then to the areas and the the uranus because that as you say it's like those those energies are, are big disruptive energies so the way I would at- interpret that as I'm receiving that from you, it's kind of like when you go in and you do your reflection, and Mercury is about communication as well. So it's your inner communication, how you communicate with yourself. Um that disruptor energy, and it's, it's about collective, but as is the micro, as is the macro, that can bring up some quite disarming dreams disarming healings that need to to occur those the subconscious is it pluto neptune's about the subconscious i don't know you'll you'll let me know but that those subconscious um beliefs just being in the spotlight and i guess well it's like i was i was imagining it looking at it it's like an in a battle taking place between two sides those the result of that means that 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 energy, those subconscious beliefs, those patterns, those stories are going to go forever. And it's not going to necessarily be easy. It's not going to say easy, but comfortable. It's not going to feel comfortable. And so there's, I don't know whether there's a a transit or a, you know, a planet here that's going to help cuddle us while we're going through that process.
1: I think it's more um, combined with this Mercury retrograde. I'll come back to that in a minute. This This may become uncomfortable because we also have five other planets in retrograde. So there is a lot of ground to be covered that is coming up from the past. We've got Jupiter and Saturn, the two biggest planets in retrograde, Uranus, Neptune and Pluto. And so all of these planets are kind of the outer planets to us. They're further away from the Earth. So they're taking longer to orbit the Earth. So their influence is hanging around longer. Mm-hmm. It's not like Mercury or Venus or Mars that have, you know, fast moving around us and you kind of gone through their transit in a, in a little tick. Um, you've got to work through this not only on an interpersonal level but on a collective level mm. so although you might have you know come up with your solution to your problem others might be taking a little bit more time because it's not just about you it is about everyone yeah gotcha okay in terms of um you know feeling a bit comforted and you know it's not all bad out there mm-hmm. um You can look to where your moon sign is. If you um, go on to astro.com, you can do a free natal chart for yourself. You just need to pop in your birth details, time and place, and you can look at where your moon is. And that will give you an idea of how you can, you know, feel comfortable, feel safe, secure, where you get that from. Um, Because we're in all this air, elemental stuff this uh, season, if you're not a very airy person, if you don't like um, being out there and talking to people, if you're a bit of an introvert, you'll probably know how you like to come back to yourself, to ground yourself, either be in nature, reading a book, doing some study, having a bath, you know, that sort of stuff. Mm. Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn and Pluto start moving direct. So they're coming out of their retrograde phase from the 18th of October onwards, which means that there becomes some forward momentum finally. So we've had all these planets essentially moving backwards. They're not technically, but that's how they appear in the sky. So it's been a lot of going over, a lot of redoing. On every level so finally towards the end of october we're getting some forward momentum and that will lead us in to november yeah. which i'll talk about more in a minute but with this forward momentum um because it's the bigger planets it's you know it's a lot of energy finally starting to get us out of the the trench so to speak it starts to get us moving So we need to be aware of where we're putting our focus or our energy. Are we focusing on what we want to create? Are we focusing on our, you know, ultimate bliss um, as opposed to then getting distracted by the everyday stuff again? Sure. Um, Detach from the drama. Take what you've learned from all these retrograde periods and apply it now that we're, you know, have some momentum behind us. Um, Yeah, so that's exciting coming out at the end of the month, some forward-moving energy. So things that you could do to stay positive in this energy is create. So Libra is ruled by the planet Venus, and Venus loves artistic creations, music, art, harmony, anything beautiful. So if you can find your peace amongst the chaos out there, you know, create something. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to, you know, be a masterpiece. It can be just like colouring in a colouring sheet or something. Mm. Just try and find something to get the energy released from you so that the energy starts to flow again and is not being internalised. Yeah, music, just play some nice music, dance around, Do some artwork, crochet, whatever creative talent you may have. (laughs) And we've all got one. Um, Singing in the shower, singing in the car. (laughs) Just um, do what you can to find a little piece of joy. Yeah. This momentum starts because once you start that positive energy flow, more things will come from that.
0: I love that idea. I actually love, I love when you were saying that I was thinking gosh it's it's about expression as well isn't it you know creativity it's like your individual expression because this this certainly this period as we go in we go in we go in we've been encouraged to make more time to identify exactly what those expressions are again mercury communication that that and we're in 2021 five energy all around the throat chakra all around personal you know how, how you bring yourself out in the world. So, you know, I reckon it's probably a time where people will find things about themselves that they'd, you know, probably long forgotten since childhood or hadn't
1: realized they had a talent for. That's right. And in this Mercury retrograde um, phase, it might be wise to maybe do a little meditation that takes you back to childhood. And you know, kind of triggers those memories and emotions of how you felt. Did you have a specific thing that you like to do? Was it like roller skating or paint, finger painting, or something? So I'd recommend that you, um, yeah, you take some time out to be still mm-hmm. and dive deep down into uh, your childhood mm-hmm. <laughs> dreams of creativity. Yeah, beautiful. Um, and see what you can find. So the new moon um, in Libra is on the 6th of October. And then in the 21st of October, we have the full moon in Aries. So we're kind of coming to the end of Libra season, which is around the 22nd, 23rd of October, with that full moon in Aries. So that's bringing a fiery, aggressive energy to that last part of Libra season. Aries, you know, is a fire sign. And when we mix fire and air, the communication can become explosive, you know. So, just beware of angry words. Um, we've got Eris in play as the female warrior on the ground, awakening mm. in the awakening. So, just be mindful of your communication later in the month,
0: uprising of the divine feminine who's yes, finally going, I'm actually going out. <laughs> I feel and what <laughs> I think. Past lives, past life aspect to this as well, the suppression. No, no more, no more suppression. I'm I'm now gonna just go for it. But as you say, (laughs) worry, maybe think first
1: before you actually say first before you act. Yes, that's (laughs) right. And I pulled um a tarot card and an oracle card for each month. So with the tarot card, I've got the ten of swords reversed. Ten of Swords. Swords, again, is an air sign. So here we have air. It's about burdens, carrying too much burdens when it's in an upright position. But because it's reversed, it's like, well, you've gone as far as you can go. You're, you're in the darkest time. You're right at the pointy end. You're in the trench. There is no further way that you can go down. You're at the bottom. Yeah. And in the positive aspect, it's like, well, you're at the bottom. So the only way is up. Yeah, light on the horizon. You may be exhausted. You may be tired. But, you know, this is it. Mm-hmm. You've got to get up because there is light on the horizon. The 10 links in with the um, numerology of October as well. October is the 10th month, which is a 1 in numerology. So 1 plus 0 is 1. Um, mm-hmm. And this is about new beginnings as well. So from October in every year we start to move into the energy of that following year. So October as I said is Libra season it's about harmony and balance and fairness and equality. And in 2022 it's a 6 year which is about harmony and balance with the 2s in it. So it is a good you know a good precursor to say okay finally you know September is done. That ninth month, the endings, and now we're in October, the ones. There's another sink.
0: So October is 10, but 10 plus 2021, so it's 1 plus 2 plus 2 plus 1 is 6. So it's the same. Nice. <gasps> nice. So third, uh, nice intuition and
1: illusions dropping. Mm, yeah. Third eye. Yes. And in the card from the deck that I'm reading from, Um, there are a lot of animals. So I feel that animals' rights or people will be speaking up for animals more going forward as well, not just humans. Um, And I'll put the link below or Sam will put the link below as to which card decks I've used and maybe some pictures or somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And from the Oracle deck, um, which is Earth Magic by Stephen Farmer, we have ocean, ebb and flow. Mm. So you're getting those, you know, tides coming in, tides going out. Everything has, you know, the rise and everything has the fall. Mm. It's not going to be a constant rise to the top and to the light. Yes, But, you know, once the darkness gets dark, remember we've got that reverse ten of swords, look to the horizon, look to the light and bring yourself out of the trough and yeah. ride the wave. So I think, yeah, October, it's air's airy, elemental sign, but it's about riding those airwaves as well.
0: Yeah. It sounds you like there's a bit of a completion of going on. Sorry? Well. Sounds like there's a bit of a completion
1: going on. Completion, yes. In terms of that, you know, September's finishing, that nine months, looking forward to the next Mm -hmm. exciting time, but riding the waves, not getting getting too depressed when it's down and not being so euphoric and that you just lose sight of a bigger perspective when you're up on the high. Mm -hmm. Be mindful of also what you're listening to on the airwaves, what you're watching. The communication aspect comes in here. you know, trying to keep our vibe high and not get sucked into all the the three D
0: yeah. stuff again. And having having learned from even like the last three months, you know, since the last um, season um, shift, you know, we've learned so much in this period. And people have made their decisions about things. Mm. You know, their That's independent right. decisions and. You know, I feel like we're becoming more used to owning our decisions now and not being swayed by other people or other influences.
1: So beautiful. That's right. And with those five planets that are going to go direct later in the month, you know, more clarity is coming through anyway. So. Nice. Awesome. Stick at it. Be creative. That's the way you'll, you know, tune in fabulous find your way forward so as we go into november which starts in october um the november season of scorpio season um, So <laughs> <laughs> spiky yeah, uh as a scorpio rising and Me having too. scorpio people in my family <laughs> this is like oh, Sometimes. <laughs> um, so Scorpio season starts on the 23rd of October, going through to about the 22nd of November. And Scorpio <laughs> is about death and transformation, regeneration, death of the old. So this is sort of tying in with that completion of the old stuff, ready to regenerate again and move to that next stage before you come to Pisces right at the end of the cycle. So it's about hidden things, secrets. You know, Pis- um, Scorpio are secretive. They like delving into esoteric things, to taboo things. They're very passionate. It's a water sign. So it's very feely, touchy-feely, emotions, Um, not as touchy-feely like a Cancer, you know, who's very nurturing and loving. They're more just in touch with their emotions and feelings and feel everything very deeply. And they don't forget about anything. Mm. So, you know, if you cross a Scorpio, (laughs) they won't forget. (laughs) And they seem quite mysterious, Scorpios. Mysterious, dark. Um, Sometimes they have like a dark appearance, dark hair. So it's an interesting um, sign. And on the 5th of November, we have the new moon in Scorpio. And so new moons are about setting new intentions for the month ahead. Um, You could do a little ritual around that every new moon um, tying into the zodiac that it's in. Um, New moons are dark in the sky because the sun and the moon are next to each other, so then not reflecting the light of the sun. So you won't be able to see a new moon if you're trying to go out there. Mm-hmm. You can see the crescent moon, you know, a day or so later, but to see a new moon, you will not. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that Scorpionus anyway. It's like that dark, mysterious mm-hmm. um, Yeah, Mars is its ruler in the traditional sense and Pluto is its ruler in the modern sense. It's also in Scorpio this month is Mars. So it will help motivate you towards goals and outcomes. Yeah. Which is what I was talking about from the October one where we've got that forward momentum finally. This is a month to work on, yeah, what your goals are, what plans you need to put in place to achieve those goals. Keep your head down. Stay in your lane, basically. (laughs) Um, yeah otherwise you'll get distracted and other people will come in and you know try and take over or try and move you off your course or your path Mm -hmm. um this month it's like dive deep go with your gut instincts Mm -hmm. be careful of oversharing because you know it's your baby it's your goals keep your focus as I said, detach from the distractions. Yeah. Um, Scorpio likes secrets. So just mm. wait it out a bit until you've got your plans in place and some seeds planted, you know, to, to kind yeah. of share.
0: I think also, particularly if we're just moving through that new creation season and we're starting again, you know, sometimes, sometimes we we try to put things out in order to validate them, you know, get. At external confirmation, external validation of our ideas. And I think if you're going to start doing new creative things, especially if it's things that you've not done before, you know, it's come out completely out of the woodwork, be biggest yeah. surprise ever, that can create uncertainty in the body. It's like, oh, my gosh, you know, what, what even is this? You know, particularly yeah. on an esoteric perspective um, as well, you know, and you're going, going against the grain of your tribe, your family, you know, all of these Areas that where we're beginning a whole new purpose, a whole new mission that isn't the old, you know, isn't the old structure, isn't the old career, isn't the old, you know, all of those things. And so you can, if you put these things out too quickly, you got to think about why you're putting them out. Am I putting them out so that people can tell me whether it's right or wrong or good or bad, or is it just because I'm unable to trust my own intuition? And so, Scorpio does for me help to honor my own inner knowing, yeah, and to hold on to not hold on, but you know just keep keep that sacred and to just ride that wave. you're talking about the wave, ride that wave for as long as possible before you know when you feel like that risk of oh God, I know, you know maybe I need to to litmus test this and tell people about it and Maybe I'm I'm sensing that that's probably not the right time to do
1: that in November. It's probably just to keep it undercover. Keep it under wraps. Work on it because it's going to come through your feelings and emotions. So it's going to be intuitive. It's going to be on point. It's going to be from source or spirit or whoever you connect with. Yes. So to then put it out into the public realm at this stage, um, You know, if you're a sensitive person and have a lot of water in your chart and someone just says something off the cuff, you know, that can shoot your confidence down and you might not continue with it. Mm. So, yeah, November's a time for just planning, putting the pieces on the chessboard in place um, and starting to progress that those plans and ideas towards your goals. Things are becoming clearer, remember. So over October, November, we're getting more clarity and more clarity. Things are coming up to the surface for clearing. Beautiful. With the cards that I got, I'll just flip to that for the minute. You know, I got rain and purification. So cleansing, water again. And I got the tower in the tarot card, which is about destruction, but once the old breaks down again, this is this Uranus energy, something better can be built. So you might have done painting, for example, your all your life and now you're doing it a different way or something happened. Maybe you broke your right arm so you're now starting to paint with your left ar- left hand. Wow. Um, and, you know, left is intuitive so you're getting different shapes or different messages or different pictures not ne- You know, the tower is not necessarily bad in that way because you have created something beautiful out of, you know, the destruction of your right hand kind of thing. Lovely. So it's Juice. very <laughs> yeah, exciting times. Um, and also in November it's the start of our eclipse season again. So we have a lunar eclipse in the full moon in Taurus on the 19th. And Taurus is all about like yummy things, food. (laughs) It's earthy, it's, you know, slow moving and just taking your time and grounding. Um, It can be a bit materialistic. So watch out for the overindulgence there (laughs) Um, in the food or the spending. But, you know, generally this um, full moon in Taurus is a nice full moon to have. It's very earthy, earth mothery kind of um, feel about it. So the creativity also carries over from October um, because we have the sun and Mars helping us along. The sun is shining the spotlight Mm. and Mars has that um, energy behind it to get things going. So if you're using the Mars energy in a positive way, you know, the creative outlet or exercising, Getting it out, getting the aggression or the energy out mm. rather than letting it manifest inside and it becomes anger or
0: yeah. aggressive
1: words or anything.
0: You men- yeah. you mentioned the eclipse season. And yeah, of course, this happens, what was it, two or three times a year? Um what what is significant about the eclipse season?
1: Eclipses kind of illuminate things that are hidden. So we've got a lunar eclipse on a new moon and a full moon coming up so it's illuminating hidden truths especially because we've got them um you know in november the scorpio season and in december the sagittarius season which is about truth Mm. scorpio you know i always think of the scorpion and the moon card in the tarot where it's a rock lobster technically but (laughs) <laughs> Scorpions, they live down there. Um, you know, coming up from the deep, just you know, shining light on things that haven't been seen for a while. So it's yeah, an interesting time. If you have done your chart or are going to do your chart, have a look where your moon is. If it's in Taurus or in Sagittarius, which is the next eclipse um, in December, mm. you know, things may be illuminated in the house. That, that sits in so on a personal level if you were delving in for yourself
0: and so something just arrived in there depending on where you are in your mindset and your attitude and you know whether whether you work on love over fear you know that fear energy can kind of i don't know it can be kind of all all encompassing and i suppose what I want to sort of add to this is that all of these things are happening for your evolution, for our evolution. So it's a positive thing, even though, you know, initially the the reaction might be, oh my gosh, I've just got to hold on and just wait and see see what falls apart or what you know yeah. something drastic that happens. That sort of big energy is like, Well, none of none of what we any of us are receiving is. Is something that is is you know sinister for one of a better description is like failure for one of another um, word. It's actually really productive. It's a, all productive energies because we we've come here to learn and to grow and to evolve and to be the person with the soul within that we have decided we're going to be. You know, we set the agenda out before we arrive. We reincarnated here. And we're doing it for a reason at a time when there are so many changes, so much, you know, death and destruction in order to create something far more beautiful and expansive. So I feel like it's important to, while, while the initial, the 3d self can go, Oh my gosh, you know, let's just try and get back what we had. That is impossible. Yeah. And not only is it impossible, it is not helping anybody as a living, functioning, even nature, the, the you know, every every living and operating thing on the earth and beyond universally, it, it you we can't stand still. Nothing ever stands still. Time, energy, nothing stands still. So what can you do? It's like how can I how can I make the most of this energy? How can I make the most of? How can I um live? in a way where I am opening myself up to receiving the good, all of the good things that are going to come along as a result of
1: feeling this energy right now. So what you can do this Scorpio season in November, with all these planets going direct, we're getting the more clarity, the more energy. So, again, start formulating your plans and goals for the future. What is your passion Are you living it at the moment? And if not, how can you get there? And also meditation, being still, like that will connect into your intuition in this Scorpio season. If you can be near water or have a bath just to get in touch with that water element, um, Mm -hmm. and that will help bring through memories from the past because water holds memory, Um, So I feel if you can be around water or at least bless the water that you are drinking or bless the shower water that's coming out, you know, just to put some intention into receiving messages for your highest good. So that's why the Scorpio, it's like intense, you know, deep diving, long memories. You know, if you're trying to study have good memory retention if you've got like a good Scorpio placement, you won't forget names or places. It's quite and fascinating mm-hmm. find, Scorpio. It
0: um, sounds, sounds like it'll be quite a good time to go into the Akashic Records. I mean, you
2: know,
1: yes,
0: you are anytime's a good time to go into yes. your records, but particularly there because you can kind of it kind of opens a portal to going deeper into the realms that you've not, you know, previously um, explored. Before, um, that's yeah. right.
1: Yeah, past lives, all of that sort of stuff. Deep diving, perfect, perfect. Um, so as we move out of November on the twenty second, we come into Sag, Sagittarius season, <laughs> <laughs> which is fire. It's the sign of fire. So we've come out of dreamy, deep thinking water. And now we need to get some fire behind us because we've got all these, you know, new ideas and plans and messages and Sag wants to get it all happening. Sagittarius qualities are around higher learning, lifelong learning, travel, freedom, truth seeking. You know, it's ruled by Jupiter and Jupiter is one of the biggest planets. It's the planet of abundance and expansion. So Sagittarius is really about, you know, big times, (laughs) good times and, you know, reaching higher and further than you've done before. Um, Learning about different religions and philosophies, that sort of stuff. So with the fire, it gives you the impetus and the energy to get going or do something about it, or at least start something. You don't have to finish it, but at least start it. Um, there's a new moon on the 4th of December. So you could do a little ritual for the new moon intentions, you know, with fire,
2: Mm.
1: a little bonfire if you have the space, Um, or if you don't, a candle. And if you can't have a candle in your flat, then a battery candle Mm. or something else that represents fire Mm. to you. You know, it could be a red crystal like carnelian or something like that. But it is a good time to set your intentions um, for the month. And we have a full moon in Gemini uh, on the 19th, which again links back to that communication. When you have a new moon or a full moon, you will always have the opposite. So if the new moon is in Sagittarius, you'll have a full moon in the opposite sign on the astrological wheel. Gotcha. So if you can't keep up with which is what and where, find a new moon or a full moon and look at the opposite side of the wheel and that will give you um, what's coming up in that month. Gotcha. So if you look to Sagittarius for the new moon, look across and you'll see the full moon will be in Gemini. We need to think before we act in December. (laughs) Um, (laughs) pretty much we've got a lot of aggressive energy coming in here with mars we've got again we've got that aries pluto square challenging aspect so there's a lot of angry passionate people on the ground um we've got venus going retrograde so venus is about love harmony, beauty. So it's like she's kind of <laughs> stepping back of the motherly love to let the the aggressors go at it, and then she will come back in and give us all a hug after it. <laughs> it's like the mum stepping out of the uh, bedroom and let the siblings go at it and then come back <laughs> in and bringing Band-Aids um, and a cuddle and a hot cup of cocoa for everyone. <laughs> um, so- it's kind of like
0: helping everybody to to master themselves, isn't it? Particularly during this year, I've noticed how people are less, and I'm say people, but you know, in the collective, there's this been this shift from blame and criticism on the outside to just bringing the en- self energy back in and going, well, actually, whatever happens on the outside, I, I just need to, you know, make sure my own house is in order. Yeah. I need to make sure that I am doing my best and my my moral standing is good. And although there there will always be a cross section because we have duality, of those that maybe don't feel like that. And and as you say, people, some people take longer to to learn lessons and to you know move through life and to take on the challenges and you know, I guess as part of being human is that once you have done your work, you know, the work, anything you do do does add to the collective work anyway. You know, it's supportive for everyone. So I think there's also this um, energy that I've witnessed through this year is that, you know, oh, I'm doing my work, but that person over there isn't doing their work. And it's just like, it's not all about that. The self as the self works, then that ripples out to everybody else, and it encourages everybody else. It uplifts everybody else, and so, you know, I feel like if there's all this Mars energy going through, maybe maybe that Mars energy is going to be more productive these days in terms of the collective, in terms of making sure that humanity as a whole, you know, maybe maybe we are going to actually be able to get this together as a collective.
1: Yeah. Give it the impetus to get going and get, yes, shit together, basically. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sorry, can I swear? Hello. Um, we hope. We, we live in right. eternal hope, don't we? We do. Eternal love and eternal hope.
1: Yes. Um We've got Neptune going direct in December as well, and that is, you know, it's lifting that confusion. Um, Neptune's around media and stuff as well, so it's like, yep, again we're getting more and more clarity coming through mm. we've got the last and the third saturn square uranus um aspect on december 24th so this is that theme that i mentioned earlier on that's been playing out over 2021 we've had three of these um aspects or angles that have been the exact mm. degree so this is kind of the conclusion of these squares, these challenging angles this year in December. So it's like a conclusion of that energy for this year.
2: Ah, oh, okay. That so revolutionary
1: energy, that breaking down of the institutions and the structures and the rigidity and the rules. So, what was, you know, begun at the first um, aspect of this. We're kind of at the concluding side on December 24th. Happy Christmas.
0: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> first one. Remind me when the first, that oh. first one was, because if you, you said we've had three.
1: We have. Um, so the first Saturn Square Uranus transit was on February 17th and the second one was on June the 14th. So think about what was happening around that time for you as a person, but as the collective And and we might get an indication of what's coming up on December 24th. Remember, this is the final square of this transit um, in December. So it's the culmination or the conclusion of these three.
0: Interesting. Mm. Interesting. So it'd be like tying up, tying up the ends.
1: Yes. There may be one final, you know, breakdown of the structures to rebuild so if there's something that hasn't completely broken free to um, regenerate then around this time that may happen but it is kind of that you know it's the last one in the sequence so hooray!
0: (laughs) okay Okay. so we'll all have a look out for that i'm definitely going to go back through my journal and see see what happened
1: Okay. So the Saturn Uranus um, square is this revolutionary energy. It's about long-term goals, um, innovative goals, plans to be put in place. So Uranus, you know, is about innovation as well. It rules Aquarius. So it's new technologies coming through, new ideas, new ways of thinking. So, you know, it's an exciting time, as difficult and challenging as it has been, look at the way that people have adapted with work and, you know, working from home and all the new ideas and innovations across technology that have been, you know, invented and come about over this period.
0: Yeah, speaking of technology, there's that recent Dragon going up into space with the civilians yeah. that was you can imagine that when I think about when I was kids and you think oh my gosh like astronauts are going up into space and whatever and now we've got civilians and this whole new technology and you know people off the
1: street can just go up into space yeah Yeah. how incredible is that amazing heading for this you know that's very Sagittarian you know long distance travel higher learning as well you know learning about esoteric stuff out there life on other planets you know it's it's incredible and we did I did mention the full moon in Gemini in December which is you know back in that air sign of Gemini so we've again we've got the fire and air combination so this is around communication and debate and you know not getting too heated with your words so just try and keep it light Um, you know, if you are getting into conversations with people Mm -hmm. um, and respectful. So what you can do in this Saj season is because it's that fiery energy, we're culminating in the Saturn Uranus square, exercise is a good way to let off steam, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. pop some music on and go for a run or, you know, go for a swim, whatever floats your boat. Mm. Um, just get some of that energy released so that it's not being stored and built up inside you. You could do like a short course or read a spiritual book to improve your knowledge because Sagittarius is about that higher learning stuff, Mm. philosophies, um, spirituality. So, you know, just to take your mind off the everyday stuff and immerse yourself in something else is a positive use of this energy. Nice. And continue planning from the Scorpio season. How can you progress your plans even more? Mm -hmm. So exciting times, a little bit challenging towards the end of the year, Um, but we do have Jupiter moving into Pisces in 2022. And Jupiter and Saturn have also been kind of moseying along the zodiac wheel together, Mm -hmm. Um, two of our biggest planets. Jupiter is about abundance and expansion. Saturn is about restriction and rules and regulations. So they've kind of been pulling on each other a little bit, you know, at this tight um, degree, but now they're starting to move apart a bit further and a bit further. So they will not feel the effects of each other as much. Mm -hmm. So Jupiter is able to come into its abundance and expansion more fully. And likewise, Saturn, you know, will go back into its restriction and rules, but that is after the breakdown. So after you do have the crumbling of the tower, um, you need Saturn's energy to rebuild, to put the foundations in place. So by them coming apart and moving further and further away from each other, we're getting to see the two of our biggest planets helping us more positively. Wow. Nice. That's exciting. And that's that sort of um, Jupiter moving into Pisces next year. We'll have a bit of a lighter feel mm-hmm. about it. Beautiful. Um, and the cards for December, I got the wheel of fortune in the tarot card reversed. So wheel of fortune is the final card in the major arcana. It is about completion. So to have it reversed, it's like we're almost there but not quite yeah (laughs) keep going you know what's the card before the wheel of fortune it's judgment and that's about rebirth and awakening Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like well not everyone's there yet like we were saying some people take a bit longer to to come along on their soul journey so it's kind of like we just need Everyone to kind of catch up a little bit. We're almost there, but we're not quite at completion stages. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've just totally done that, read that totally wrong. Cut all that. (laughs) 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 It sounded awesome. I love that. I thought it was a different card. There we go. Okay. So in the cards, we've got number 10, Wheel of Fortune. Again, new beginnings here but it's reversed so the wheel of fortune is about sometimes you're riding high on the wheel of fortune like our waves sometimes you're riding low at the bottom of the wheel of fortune like in the troughs of the waves so the wheel is always turning at the moment we do feel like we're down in the trenches like our other number 10 card the 10 of swords reversed so we're not out of it yet. But the wheel keeps turning. Mm. The light will return. We've just got to keep moving. Mm. The whale card came out of the Earth Magic deck, and the whale is—you know—it's the biggest animal on our planet. Mm. The picture. I, got, on the, I had on the
0: joy of looking at them last week.
1: Oh yeah, mm. up on your Gold Coast getaway. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so the whale on this picture is coming out of the water and that's representing, you know, looking at something from a different environment. If you've been inside, go outside. If you've been, you know, always doing boxing, you know, you could mix it up with some swimming, like try something different Mm -hmm. and it's time to sort of take a break from what you've been doing and try something new. Don't go like 100% new, but just, you know, dip your toe in the water. Mm -hmm. Take a a respite from the environment that you find yourself in now and do something different. Whale spirit is linked to the Akashic records anyway. So take the energy of Sagittarius about higher learning, delve into the esoteric, have a reading with Sam. And um, if you, you know, if you are unsure about what path to take, the records will be a good indication. Mm, So. Sure. Yeah, I like that little whale. He's very cute.
0: Yeah. Can I add to that also? So you're in December and numerologically December is eight cycles. We're always ebbing and flowing in cycles. It's an eternal, eternal movement in and out, up and down, wheel of, Wheel of Fortune. And also um, to add to that in communication and the whale energy, what I've received from the Dominion, um, and it's come through a couple of Akashic Records readings with clients most recently is you know, whales are known for their tone, you know, that 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 sound that beams through, ripples through the sea, and you can, you know, hear for hundreds of miles. Obviously, they're very good at good communicators. And what the Dominion have shared with me is that our tone is changing. Obviously, we're in year five. We're in universal year five, throw expression. So the way we speak, we're moving from, oh, this language, that language, or, you know, this is the tone that I speak in now. Uh, we're actually learning and I say learning, but just it's just happening automatically. That the way we use our words and the way we use our voice is changing, and so we will be. I don't, it might just happen spontaneously, but be humming more, be singing more, be you know elongating our words, expressing with with different tones of the voice and that just, just completely aligns with what you've just been saying. And so next year is going to be very interesting, I feel, for the e- further evolution of that. So mm-hmm. something for everybody to look out for there.
1: That's right. So I hope that has been helpful. Yes, it something was awesome. About what you can do as a person to, you know, guide you through the next three months. It is going to go fast. In terms of planning, you know, if you do celebrate Christmas and um, are thinking about gifts and stuff, start with that, start planning that and get it in the post because that's going to take a while <laughs> at the moment anyway. Yes. So, you know, even if it's something as mundane as that, it doesn't have to be a big project that you start to plan. It can be just everyday, yeah. everyday things to get the energy moving.
0: Yeah, and everybody's finding a new way of entertaining themselves within their own worlds. Yeah. You know, talking about that creativity. They think about the whales. It's like you know, the more you, the more you learn to know who you are more deeply, and your own self-expression. That, like the whales, that information ripples out. It it goes out into humanity because you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're. When you're doing that, you're honouring yourself, and that is love for self. And the love energy is, you know, we we teach, I teach this, you teach this. This is very much the the spiritual journey is like to be the embodiment of love, and to learn through the process of you know, self and criticism and you know, all those those lower energies to transcend from those so that you can be more love and, you know, have a higher vibration and have mm. more happiness and joy. You talked about joy first, you know, first off. So we've come full yeah. circle here, the lover. lovely number eight. Um, eight. And life is joy. Life is joy when you clearly see that. You clearly see that side of the coin. Because there
1: are two sides to everything. That's right. And I think I've learned um, in my pursuit of joy <laughs> through the art, is specifically, that not everything has to be perfect, mm-hmm. which is taking me a long time to learn, you know, before I can create, I need to have a clean house. I need to have silence. I need to put on some music and play this certain, you know, Um have this certain essential oil burning, you know, oh, and now I'm ready to create. And I think if anything, the past year and a bit has taught us is to find peace and stillness within the chaos. Mm. So to put all that aside and just go focus in, sink into your belly and um, have a deep breath and just create and get the energy out and flowing. It doesn't have to be a masterpiece. It doesn't have to be a five-star meal every time. Yeah. But yeah. it's just finding your peace within yeah. the chaos.
0: And it's, you know, and it's subjective as well, isn't it? It's like mm. whatever your peace is, whatever your creativity is, is is just perfect. You know, it, it, everything is is perfect in its own way. You can see the grace and the joy and the love in everything. But you mentioned, I'm glad we've segue to here, um, because we Let's just wrap this up. Thank you so much for your insights, your wisdom, your beautiful energy here today. I love, I love, I love it when we connect. So thank you. It's going to everybody. And it, you know, everybody, everybody I know is gonna take something from this and feel good and you know, work, work it into, into their into their life. So thank you. But last off, you mentioned creativity and you mentioned art. And Kirsty does the most amazing beautiful ink paintings um and yeah you talk you talked about them not you know we, we go through this human process Is if it is it complete is it right is it wrong and every one of what the, everything that you create is just absolutely beautiful and I've even invested in my my own pieces that you've created so thank you, thank you. we will um I will post some links to your work um, in the show notes but just so that people can go now what is your Instagram
1: um, handle and what is your website so people can go and have a look um thank you sam Uh, very kind words my instagram is acrylics underscore and underscore inks and my website is wisdomoftheuniverse.com awesome
0: thank you so much lovely so good to hang out with you today thank you for saying yes to this (laughs) episode and um and i'm sure i can feel that we'll already be doing some some other things and just delving a bit deeper maybe some point in the future so with my highest blessings big love to you today and to everybody listening i hope you enjoyed this episode and i'll see you again soon take care Thank you,
1: Sarah. Bye. bye
2: Thanks, everyone bye ena <laughs> mosana <laughs> Ipāskarāsukūnāsāmaśyata Omākara-sāna ipakāsakhanu-sāna-chāka Omā-nasāna Pārāsāna sokukosyanā ka isa nashia paka soka ma sana ka saka shak po sana isha isa ema isha isha ema mana sana koso upokata kasuka ama 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 katosaka lako shoku koku kuku um, ma, naka, si, ta, kaku, shaka. Um, ma, naka, ka, sita ka, ka. Umana ka, moka, ka, kuchu sa la, Umala da da, da, da. E ka, e ka, isha. Esha ema eta, Esha ema eta, Mano sanaku, bakalasa manukata shu, osan emakosho k isola bako ishakan apokosho tu, ama aku ama. O oh, ako a maluka, o oh, o oh, o oh, o oh, oh. Esano shapaka, shukata, o oh, o oh, o oh, o. Oh. Manaka somakada Ama uma uma aka o la Esha ema eta. Esha ema eta. Esha ema eta. Anasua kala. Mada ola kkashutu. Isala pako. Unakula chako <idency breathing> <QUE> o macha <maya breathing> <days> <priorhi> And now Kakashu asu. Asu, asu,